As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, good evening. Welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is Rhett Lewis, former Hoosier wide receiver, current IU radio analyst, and member of NFL Network. Rhett, how are you on this Thanksgiving week? What's up, Sammy? Great to chat with you outside of the broadcast booth here. We usually have... Uh... Have a good little, uh, a good a couple good little chats throughout the uh, the games. Uh, sitting up there with you, uh, right next to me, uh, which which I always love having. Always appreciate your great insight uh, and uh, in, in statistical uh, analysis as we go through each of the games. So, um, yeah, excited to chat with you about the bucket game, man. I mean, there's no greater week uh, to be an Indiana football Hoosier uh, than uh, than the week where we get to take home the old oaken bucket at the end of it. Yeah, Purdue week was always my favorite week as a student. Red, yep. take us through as a player what the rivalry between IU Purdue is on the football field. Yeah, and uh, and and I assume this is a, a nice family podcast, so uh, I, I won't get into uh, too many specifics here. But you know, there are certain acronyms that we like to use when it comes to uh, that team uh, that uh, plays in that city that is, uh, you know, North until you smell it and West till you step in it. But, uh, there's, uh, th- there's lots of other fun little, um, you know, uh, phrases and thoughts that we have about, uh, Purdue. But I think, um, you know, while there is certainly a level of, you know, let's be honest, there's a level of hatred, you know, it's, um, it's, it's an in-state rivalry, but at the root of all rivalries, there's great respect because you have an opportunity um, and you understand that each team, regardless of record or how well they're playing, um, has a chance to win this game. You know, it doesn't matter. Year in and year out, does not matter whether you're 1-10 going into the game or 10-1. Uh, you have a chance to win this game just because of what this rivalry means and the way and how serious everyone involved with it takes it. I basically just had a chat with Jeff Brom uh, over on Sirius XM radio about this very same thing, um, head coach of the boilers. So, um, took all I had to be as professional as possible in that, in that sort of uh, setting, but look, and there's no love lost between these two teams. And the fact that it's an in-state rivalry is, um, is, is a big piece of it. And so, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's even more interesting for the guys, um, in, at, at IU this year to, to see a former Hoosier over there. Um, and, uh, Reese Taylor. So, you know, that, that you don't see that very often a player transferring from IU to go to Purdue or vice versa. So that kind of adds to it. Um, you know, when you walk into the locker room, there's a different feeling in this week. Um, you know, Monday to whenever it is that first day after the game before Purdue, um, their, their old IDS articles up on the, um, the whiteboard, you know, that kind of talk about what it means to be a Hoosier in this game and what it means to look, like I said, hate Purdue in a, in a, in a way that, that you can within the, the framework of a football game. I go back to some great quotes from, from Kywin Supernaw and like uh, guys that played in the eighties and the nineties. And, um, and just, you kind of get a sense for what it means to suit up in this game. And it's a, it's an anything goes type of game and you got to have your head on a swivel and you got to understand uh, that each team, you know, wants to win this thing supremely. 
uh, last week, IU uh, wins the brass platoon. Yep. Kind of turns the season around from regression to rebound. Yeah. How big was that win for IU on Saturday? That's a great way to put it. Might use that on the on the broadcast, Sammy. Regression to rebound, and um, I think it's a uh, it's a it's a great uh, description of what that game felt like. Um, and it w- it's huge in a lot of ways because does it give you a picture of what the future might be like at quarterback um, with Dexter Williams? Does it give you a sense of what the future might be like with a player like Jalen Lucas, who had his second kick return touchdown? Uh, of the season. So I think those th- there's, there's a lot to be excited about uh, in the future. And I think that game gave us a picture of that. Um, I think you saw a lot of young players play in that game as you have for a lot of this season. Um, and it's a rivalry game. It's the spittoon and you beat a team on the road uh, for the first time in big 10 play, you know, this year. And I think that's a big deal too. Um, and I, I think it shows you what this team can be when everyone does their job to the best of their ability. And I think that's what it's going to take again to be Purdue. Well, let's go through uh, how each team can win this game. IU wins this game if. Yeah, IU wins this game if the run game plays um, as well uh, as it did a week ago. And if if the ball is in Dexter Williams' hands as much as it was in that last game and he uses his legs to his advantage again, uh, with that degree of success, that that's how Indiana wins this game offensively. And I think it'll come down to some turnovers. I think the secondary, which, you know, we talked about, you know, before the Illinois game as being the strength of not just this defense, but this team with as, as many seasoned veterans there in Taiwan Mullen and Jalen Williams and Brian Fitzgerald and Monster Matthews and, uh, you know, even some of the depth players like Jonathan Haynes and Josh Sanguinetti and guys that have been around uh, here for a little while have played before, um, and, and they're going to, they need to be at their best in this game because you know, the Purdue's going to sling it around a little bit. Um, I think you're going to have to see Desan McCullough's best game rushing the passer. I think you need to see someone else rush the passer because they haven't seen that, you know, Lance Bryant's kind of been maybe that other guy that's been, uh, getting to the quarterback on a fairly consistent basis. That's got to be a piece of it too. So rushing the passer and defending the pass. Um, and then run game for IU. And then look for Purdue, it's about doing what you do. It's about, it's about being successful in the pass game. And if they can do that, um, you know, and, and if they, you know, if they're converting third downs, um, if they are uh, completing passes at will, kind of like Michigan state was for a good part of that game. That was one of the best games I've seen Peyton Thorne play, by the way, in the snow and in the elements, if Aiden O'Connell has that kind of day and has that kind of, um, a minimal resistance in the past game. It could be a long day. So that those are kind of the avenues that I'm looking at. All right. Uh, predictions. We'll both give the same prediction. We we'll know I use going to win. Come Purdue. on. We, yeah. Yep. We know I use going to win this thing. Uh, um, what do you got? So let's go with what is a win to go five and seven yeah. after that seven game losing streak, after all the talk about a Tom Allen buyout and all those things. What is a win over Purdue? Two straight trophy games wins, and maybe an outside shot at a bowl game at five yeah. and seven. Yeah, yeah, you know, we saw what Rutgers uh, a year ago, right? Uh, had that opportunity at five and seven. Um, you know, to, so it's I guess it's not all loss, but um, you know, I think what it does is it paints a picture for prospective Hoosiers, right? It paints a picture for the transfer portal. Like, hey, go look at those last two games and look at how these game these dudes fought for their head coach and for this coaching staff 
um, on a seven-game losing streak and still find a way to come out and get a dub against Michigan State and and then eventually Purdue. So I think that's kind of what it does, um, you know, and it, it, it sells what Indiana football can be when it's at its best. It sells um, it sells Tom Allen uh, to recruits uh, in high school. It sells Tom Allen to players in the transfer portal that are looking for their next home. Um, and uh, I think that's, that's really a, a, a really valuable. And plus it keeps Purdue out of the big 10 championship game, which, you know, um, if I will, if I will lose this to Nebraska, Purdue's right in, next in line to take that spot. So that would be pretty gratifying in and of itself. So with that, we might, you know, you look at these last two games, we might have kept Michigan State from bowl eligibility, and you might keep Purdue from getting the Big Ten championship game. As far as rivalry goes, that's like four wins in two games. Yeah, it's two schools you recruit against uh, for common Great players, yeah. and you get trophies back as well to point and say, hey, evidence that you're better than those two schools. Uh, Rand, final question. Yeah. Has Decker Wilson enough to go into the offseason uh, as QB1, or does he have to prove it a little bit more going into spring practice? He's not there yet. He's not there yet. We haven't seen, we've seen him do what IU needed this year, which was get out of trouble with an offensive line still trying to find its way. And he did that as good as I've seen anybody do it this year. Um, he's been electric in the run game. We need it. We need to see that electricity in the past game. Saw it on those, you know, maybe the two most important completions, which were that, uh, that, that long throw to AJ Barner in the overtime. And then the, the two point conversion, um, as well, you know, down the stretch there, but you're not going to win many games with three completions, technically two, because we don't count the two point conversion in official stats. So, um, He's got to show us a bit more in the pass game. Consistent accuracy. Uh, maybe we see that a, a bit here in Purdue. I would imagine that either way, we're still looking at some semblance of a competition in spring ball, depending on who's here and who isn't. Um, and then I would love to open fall camp with a starter. I don't want to, I, I wouldn't want to see this thing go into fall camp saying we still don't know who our guy is. I'd love to know. And I'm sure Tom Allen would too, would love to know that if it's Dexter or, or whomever else, we know who the starting quarterback is going to be going into fall camp. So I, I think either way, you're probably going to see spring ball is still a bit of a proving ground. That, uh, that would be a welcome change. It's been a couple of years since you gone into the season, uh, the starter, third cut starter there. I read anyway, Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can catch Redwoods and Don Fisher on the broadcast at 3.30 uh, at, in Memorial Stadium on the IU Radio Networks. Uh, Indiana's playing Purdue for the bucket. Chance to go 5-7, five, five and seven, win another trophy game. Red, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us. Same to you, Sammy. All right, we'll see you in the booth, buddy. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks again, man.